and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one transcendent page of Talmud every day. And in today's Dapim, in today's pages, Yoma 26 and 27, well, let's jump right into the matter. Have a listen. Apropos this passage in Deuteronomy, Rava said, You do not find a young Torah scholar who gives halachic instructions unless he comes from the tribe of Levi or from the tribe of Issachar. The assertion with regard to the tribe of Levi is, as it is written, They shall teach Jacob your ordinances and Israel your law. Deuteronomy 33.10 And the assertion with regard to the tribe of Issachar is, as it is written, and of the children of Issachar, men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel should do. The Gemara asks, And say that scholars come from the tribe of Yehuda also, as it is written, Yehuda is my lawgiver. Rava answers, While it is true that the tribe of Yehuda also taught Torah, in my statement, I was speaking only of those who can draw conclusions according to the halacha. Although Yehuda produces great scholars, men capable of translating abstract analysis of the Torah into legal principles, come from the two tribes mentioned. This passage contains multitudes. It really asks a question that is so foundational to the way so much Jewish life is lived, which really is this. What qualities does one need to decide Jewish law. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome all the way from tomorrow. She's in Australia. For her, it is already the next day. She is Nomi Kaltman, the president of the Jewish Orthodox Feminist Alliance Australia. Nomi, thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks for having me, Liel. The future looks bright. I am so relieved to hear this. And now having covered the future, let's talk a little bit about the past. I really love this discussion because it really seems to me to raise a pretty foundational question. It tells us here, well, you know, halachic instructions could only come to us from people from the tribe of Levi of Issachar. It's really a way for us to ask, who gets to decide halacha? Who gets to tell us what the law is? Enlighten us, please. Well, I think it's an interesting question. Jacob has 12 sons, and each of those sons often has a special quality associated with them. So in this particular verse, it's highlighting the son Levi and Issachar. Levi, we know that the priesthood and the priests come from him. And Yisachar, well, he is known in Jewish thought to be a scholar, a tribe in which the scholars are coming from and learning Torah at a very deep level. It's interesting because when the Gemara questions Rabbi's statement, they ask about Judah, the tribe of Judah, because that's where the kings of Israel come from. These three tribes each have special qualities in our canon for being able to provide special things and have unique qualities which make them well-placed to provide Jewish law instructions. I think when we look at the commentators on this passage, they agree that anyone can give halacha. It doesn't necessarily have to come from Levi or Yisachar, but the majority of people which are giving halacha are from those two tribes. And I guess if you look at it in a bigger context, it could be like, where are the experts in the world who make Baguette. Well, that's in France. It doesn't mean that there's no other bakery that can make baguettes. <laughs> but if you're in France, you're pretty much guaranteed to get the best type of baguette. So when looking at this passage, they're highlighting that Levi and Yisachar are the two tribes that really have the expertise to provide the halakha. And when I look at this passage, I see it in a little bit of a different context. I think it gives a very beautiful message. It's not just that a certain expertise is limited to a people. 
Now, obviously, we can recognize that these two tribes have special qualities. It's that you have to go looking for that diamond in the rough. You can't find a bakery that makes baguettes to the standard of France. You just have to go look for it. And I think that's why the tribe of Judah is also included, because Judah obviously has special qualities, and there were people amongst Judah who could write the halakha. What a beautiful idea. In other words, Talmud is telling us, yes, no, we, we understand the meritocratic urge and we're all for it. However, let us also recognize that there are certain traditions, certain skill sets, certain capabilities that have been kept alive in our practice for a whole host of reasons, historical, etc., better by some cultures, by some people, and therefore we would like to benefit from their expertise. Absolutely. And there are certainly scholars whose opinions are accepted as authority, even against dissenting views. But really, the main scholars are coming from these two tribes, which is why they get highlighted. But it also opens the possibility that other scholars from other tribes could also be part of bringing down the halakha for the people. What a wonderful idea. Nomi Holtman, thank you so much for joining us. Take care. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.